Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. just in the spirit the extent at which God goes to fight for us the extent at which he goes and then God said to me he said tell them to hold on to me he said tell them to hold on to me and he took me through the Bible and began to show me from Genesis to Revelation how that since creation God has been fighting for us he's been he's been chasing after us he's left everything to go after us to to find us because he loves us so he's given up everything to go after us to find us to to search for us even when we we've lost the way we've gone astray we've we've gone somewhere else he's been the one chasing after us chasing after us 
Genesis chapter 3 from verse 8 it says and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden then the Lord said where are you God was the one who went after them after them he went after them you know sometimes we think that we've been so battered that we cannot hear the voice of god the bible says they heard the voice of god they were the ones that went away they went astray but they heard the voice of god So you can't tell me that you are such in a situation where God can't find you and you can't hear him. No, that's what the devil wants you to think. God is a fighter. He goes for us. He leaves everything and chases after us. He chases after us every day looking for ways to communicate his love, to show how much he loves us. And then they heard his voice. They are the one that seen, they are the one that went away from God, but they heard his voice. And today the church tells us that oh, if you're seen, you can't hear God's voice. If you've gone astray, you can't hear God's voice. Tell me, church, what could be greater than what Adam and Eve did? Yet they heard the voice of God. They heard his voice. and they said i had your voice in the garden adam replied i had your voice in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked then i hid myself anything that takes you away from the presence of god that causes you to hide when god shows up is not the plan of god for you anything that causes you to yourself in a cocoon and say to yourself I'm not deserving of this love it's not from God when God's love shows up when his presence shows up is to embrace you is to bring you to himself again he leaves the 9 to 9 and goes after you till you are found he doesn't rest he doesn't stop there he doesn't stop there he doesn't stop there And then the next thing he said and he asked Adam he said who told you that you were naked who told you that you were naked because i didn't i am the father i didn't tell you that you're stripped that you're naked i didn't tell you i'm the father so who must have told you that who must have given you that information because it didn't come from me it didn't come from me yes you've done something wrong you you've, you've messed up you've gone astray but who gave you the judgment because i didn't i'm the father i didn't give you the judgment so who gave you the judgment god was asking why because he's going after he's living everything to go after the one that he loves And then we see he went on to Abraham very 
remarkable. I couldn't just get myself to leave that presence. He went on to Abraham in Genesis chapter 22. Look at what he said from verse 6. He says, so Abraham took the wood of the bond offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. And God was showing me that, look, I took everything that the world has. Every rubbish and stupid thing. And I laid it on Jesus. Just the same way Abraham took the wood and laid it on Isaac. And led him. He said, I took Jesus by the hand and led him to be Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And then he said, Look, the fire, the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And they kept going. Then they came to the place of which God had told them. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. I mean we read it and it looks like Abraham would just take Isaac. And Isaac would just, I mean think about it. If you're a father and you're taking your son, come. And you get to the point where you're going to, you, you ask him, Father, this is the wood. This is the fire. Where is the lamb? He said, God will provide. And then get there. And we're right there. Do you think that Isaac just put his hand together? There must have been a struggle. There must have been a fight. Father, no, I cannot. He said, no, you must. And he bind him strong and hold him down. And he's tried to escape. And he says, no, Isaac, come. This sacrifice must happen. It wasn't that Isaac just, oh, I'm the lamb. No. His life was at stake. And that's what happened to Jesus. He cried and the Bible said his tears was like blood. And he said, Father, if this cannot happen, if it's possible. And I believe that Isaac would have asked Abraham, is it possible that I'm not the one that my life is given and Abraham said, I see no other way. And Isaac would have been in tears. And said, Father, you prayed for me for 25 years. And now you want to sacrifice me. He said, it's at his command. That's what he wants. I cannot do it by myself. But it's what he wants. If that's what he wants, then no problem. And that's what Jesus said. I will be done. If that's what you want, Father, then no problem. Then Isaac, with tears in his eyes, put his hands together. And the father took the rope and bind his hands, bound his leg. And then he turned and said, Father, you've forsaken me. And he turned his back and refused to say it. That's what happened. 
when Jesus cried and said, My father, my father, you have forsaken me. went away from me and in Isaiah chapter 65 it says I was sought by those who did not ask for me I was found by those who did not seek me I said here I am here I am to a nation that was not called by my name he said I've stretched out my hand all day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good into their own thoughts but what did he do he has stretched out his hand all day long so I know a God who stretches out his hand all day long waiting for us to return to him waiting for us to know that come what may his love for us is unchanged and then since the creation of the world, Jesus has been his plan. And that everything he's been doing is to show us how much he loves us. Everything. So he stretched out his hand to Israel. But yet Israel is rebellious. But he still stretched out his hand. How do you comprehend that? How? I tell people, I said, the greatest injustice you can do to yourself is not to receive the love of God. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what has happened to you. The greatest injustice and robbery Satan can rob you of is the love of the Father. been there from the beginning and it will continue to be there. Never 
leaving you for one day. Never. Never. And he told me about Peter. In Luke chapter 22 from verse 31. And I imagine Jesus looking at Simon and said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. He said, but I have prayed for you. So Jesus knew that Satan had a plan for Peter's life. But he said, I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. He leaves everything and goes after us. With everything. Not holding anything back. It's an amazing grace. It's an amazing grace. says who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground he has no form of godliness and when we see him there is no beauty that we should be we should desire him He's despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we heed as we wear our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by God and afflicted. So God was the one who took him by the hand just the same way Abraham took Isaac and led him to the slaughter. And led him to the slaughter. See but he was wounded. Not for himself, but for our transgressions. He was bruised not for himself, but for our iniquities. He was chastised not for his peace, but for our peace. And by those stripes, we have our healing. It says all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own ways. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. What greater love than this? What greater love? What more do we want? 
There's nothing greater. There's nothing greater. Look at verse 10. It says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Imagine Jesus going through all these things because of you and I and then we're shortchanging ourselves from that reality. Shortchanging ourselves from that experience. That's the thing that hurts God. The reason people go to hell is not because they sinned. No, it's because they refused Jesus. After God has done all these things, sin is nothing in the eyes of God. Because he has laid on his son the iniquity of the whole world. So anyone who thinks he's going to hell because of sin is ignorant. He's ignorant. Giving Jesus to you on a platter of gold. And you just refused to accept him. Just refused. accept him the next day you will still do wrong things the next year you will still do wrong things the next month you will still do wrong things 10 years down the line you will still do wrong things but what is he saying hold on to me injustice you will do yourself is letting go of God. He's the one holding you by the hand. But the greatest injustice is to let go of his hand. To let go of his hand. So God is saying this morning hold on to me. Whatever it is hold on to me. Just hold on to me. Hold on to me. Because I've left everything to go after you. I've given up everything to chase after you. I've given my son. My only son. And I turned my back on him when it mattered the most. And at that point, Jesus looked. And he couldn't find the father. He couldn't find the father. Why? Because God had turned his back and refused to see the sight. He says his eyes cannot behold iniquity. Because at that time, he had put all the iniquity on Jesus. So he couldn't look at him. He couldn't look at him. He said his form was such that we could not desire him. 
how he appeared, how he looked at the time was such that the father had to turn his back at him. And now, he has laid his life down so that you and I can find life. Now he's risen. Now there's victory. Now we're free. Now we're free. There's no bondage. Nothing holding us down. Nothing. We're free from everything. We're free from lack. Free from poverty. Free from sin. Free from sickness. Free from disease. We're free. Totally free. Totally free. And then the father is saying, Jesus is the way. everything to Jesus. Put all power, all dominion, all authority in Jesus. And he said, the prince of this world came to me, but he found nothing in me. If he could not defeat Jesus, I know he can defeat us. But the moment we have Jesus, we have what cannot be defeated. The moment we have Jesus, we have what overcomes the world. Says to us, Take my son. I give you my son. That's why we receive him. It's the love of the Father. And anything that happens to us, he said, Don't worry. My son is taking care of it. Oh God, you don't understand. He said, No. Son has taken care of it. No, God, you don't understand. Nobody has been through this before. No, no, you don't understand. Everything in the world he has gone through. He has suffered for us. He has paid the price for us. So he has everything. So that he that has the son.
us know the depth of the love Jesus has for us. Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.